deep within the bounds of Mirkwood Forest. A trio of orcs run between the trees. Sweat pours down their faces and necks, soaking their clothing and their armor. The scratches and cuts covering their every bit of their exposed skin is evidence that they have been charging blindly through the woods for hours. Leaves and bits of branches and thorns cling to their bloodied bodies. Finally, they burst free of the cloying grasp of Mirkwood's vegetation, arriving in a clearing. At the center of the clearing, an enormous bonfire that they themselves helped to build hours before is still roaring. The fire roars and hisses like a living thing as it con- and consumes the sounds of their footsteps as they step into the clearing. Thirty orcs stand around the fire. They are utterly silent as the or- as the hunting party moves through them. They step aside and allow them to enter freely. Standing next to the bonfire, among the stakes that were driven into the ground to hold prisoners, a shaman stares into the fire, whispering to himself. He wears tattered robes, and his head and face are hidden beneath a cloak. The hood of his cloak is decorated with the bones of many small animals. He does not turn as the trio of orcs approach him. He merely continues to stare into the fire. When they are almost close enough to reach out and touch the hem of his robe, they pause. He stops whispering to himself and raises his head, but does not turn to look at them. What news do you bring? The smallest of the orcs is shoved forward by his two fellow hunters. He's easily half the size of the other orcs. He appears to have been badly beaten before they arrived back at the camp. In truth, the orcs had argued about who would deliver their news of their failure to the shaman, and they had soundly beaten the smallest among them and forced him to offer the news in hopes of avoiding punishment themselves. His eyes have already been blackened, one of his ears has been torn free, and is hanging limply from a bit of skin. He licks his lips nervously, exposing his mossy black teeth, and his yellow eyes glitter in the light of the fire. The men have fled. We'll track them for hours, but we could not catch them. The shaman pulls back his hood and turns to look upon the orcs. So instead you return to me, empty-handed, expecting mercy? The small orc hesitates and takes a step back, clearly anticipating punishment. The shaman places his hand on the forehead of the small orc. You shall have it. The small orc opens his eyes an instant later with alarming speed. The shaman pulls out a small curved knife and draws it across the belly of the orc. His cries are muffled as his innards spill out onto the mossy ground of Mirkwood. The shaman places his hand over the orc's mouth and cuts his throat. He topples to the ground, spilling more black blood across the leaves. The remaining orcs take a step back, clearly not wanting to draw any further punishment upon themselves. Holding up the bloodied knife, the shaman offers it as evidence. Our Lord will not show such mercy on us when he hears of our failure. His wrath will be a thing of fire. We shall be as the wheat before his scythe. In a howl, more than thirty orcs roar out in terror. Their cries echo through Mirkwood, driving beasts and man, and even the air itself, silent in fear. The shaman allows them to continue screaming and protesting for some time before he finally calls for silence. You are right to weep, but it is not yet too late. If we move quickly, we can still do his bidding before he learns of what we have done. One of the remaining two orcs steps forward. He is taller than the dead orc that lay at his feet, heavily scarred. We will fetch the prisoners back to you. The shaman shakes his head at this. 
and turns back towards the fire. Gandalf will not allow it. No, for this task I need a true hunter, one who will not fail our lord. Drawing the bloody blade across his open palm, he holds it out over the fire, dripping his own blood into the flames. As his blood hits the crackling logs feeding the fire, blue smoke rises up out of up into the air over their camp. He pulls back his hand and stares at the wound, and then squeezes his palm, causing more blood to pour out freely. Enjoy your freedom, rabbits. Soon the falcon will be upon you.